We've had a long but beautiful reading of the passion of our Lord. So for my homily, just two things. One, a story to connect to something in the gospel in our lives as we head into this week called Holy Week. And then an invitation. So the story goes that a prisoner comes to her pastor and says, I was trying to get a hold of you yesterday. He said, oh yes, he says, I was gone, I was on my day off. And she responds, well, I don't think priests should have a day off. Satan doesn't take a day off. And the priest responds, you're right, Satan doesn't take a day off. But if I didn't take a day off, I would be like Satan. Jesus himself often pulled away in the Gospels. It's recorded in many places for silence, for time away with his Father in prayer, so that he could reconnect to the Father, and he could also remember who he is and why he's here, and garner the strength and the courage and the grace to keep doing it day by day, week after week. And sometimes he even invited his disciples so that he could model that for them. Once they're gone, they could continue on and pull away periodically from the world in order to re-engage in their relationship with God and his mission. And that's the case in today's passion reading from the gospel. In one part, we hear that Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's there alone, but he brings with him three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John. And what does he do there? He is in prayer to the Father. And he recommits himself. He says, Father, you know, if this cup can pass from me, but not my will, but your will be done. And so he puts himself under the mission of the Father. And the Father sends an angel to him to strengthen him for the days that are coming ahead of him. And all while the disciples are watching this, and Jesus goes to them when they fall asleep, and he says, remain awake, stay sober and alert. So the example that he gives them, commune with my Father, they themselves will do not in the days that follow alone, but in the months and the years to follow. So they can remember to pull away, reconnect, and continue on with the mission that the Father has given to them through Jesus. And it is the same with us. We cannot go, even a priest, 24-7. It's impossible. And yet our world is trying to dupe us into believing that. And so the church provides this space, this week, that our church calls Holy Week. It is indeed the holiest week in our lives as Christians throughout the world. So let's take advantage of that, of the holiness that is being offered to us. And at different parts during this week, the church gives us these beautiful liturgies for us to pull away from the activity of our lives and re-engage and reconnect and remember who we are and why we're in this world as we prepare to celebrate the beautiful liturgy of the Easter, of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So here's the invitation. On Tuesday at 6 p.m., not here, but at St. Joseph's Cathedral, there is what is called the Chrism Mass. It's offered in 
cathedrals all around the world. And one of the beautiful parts of it is that priests join their bishop at that mass. And they recommit themselves to the promises or the vows that they made at their day of ordination. If you can make it to the Chrism Mass, beautiful. In fact, one of our newest ministries that we formed here, the Franciscans, which is a 50-plus group, they've already uh, chartered a bus, and the bus is already filled up. Um, so we'll have a group of our 50-plus members going down and praying with our bishop and our priest for our diocese. If you can't make it, just remember during that day to pray for our priests, especially in these troubled times throughout our world. On Wednesday, I'll be sitting at 7 p.m. in the confessional from about 7 to 9 p.m. And this is for people who, for whatever reasons, were not able to make our Lenten reconciliation when we had about uh, 15 or so priests here with us. So I'll be sitting in the confessional for you that evening if you'd like to go and celebrate the Sacrament of Reconciliation before Easter. On Thursday... We'll gather here as a community, first not in the church, but over in Johnson Hall for a potluck dinner, and that'll be at 5.30 p.m. Remember that Thursday is the day that we celebrate the Passover of Jesus, meaning what he celebrated, what we call the Last Supper or the First Mass. So before we celebrate the Lord's Supper, we're going to gather as a community like he did and be in company with one another, and then come over here at 7 o'clock for the Mass of the Lord's Supper. And it's a beautiful liturgy. All of these are gorgeous liturgies. If you've not gone to them in your lifetime as a Catholic, please, I want to encourage you to experience them. One of the things that we get to see at this Mass is um, our people who have been preparing among us to become Catholic, to join us fully in our communion, will be here, and they'll have their feet washed, among other things. The homily for that evening will be, what did Jesus look like? You know, I think, if you think like I do, we often think along our lives, what did Jesus look like? And so I'm going to give a message about what it is that he looked like. Then the next morning, the next day, is Good Friday. And so we'll gather here at 3 p.m. first for the Stations of the Cross. Now for many of us, Good Friday in our society is still honored. So many employers give you that day off and school give you that day off. So again, if you've not experienced the Stations of the Cross with us weekly as a community, now is the time. Because... What the Stations of the Cross do is they renew us in an appreciation for what Christ went through so that we can all the more celebrate properly Easter. It doesn't just come and go. Going through the Stations of the Cross gets us ready for Easter. So come with us and walk the way of Christ at 3 p.m. on Friday. And then we're going to gather again later that evening for our 7 p.m. It's not a Mass. It's called the Veneration of the Cross Service, and it's just that. It's this beautiful offering of the cross, where like, instead of coming up for Holy Communion, you come up and venerate our Lord upon the cross, and give some sort of gesture with our bodies, a touch, a kiss, a bow, of just how much we do appreciate what it is that Christ went through in order to save our lives. At that Mass, too, the Mass 
the message for the homily will be about the problem that has plagued us in our minds and our hearts for centuries as humanity. And that is the problem of pain. Or said another way, the problem of how can we go through all kinds of suffering as humanity and yet believe in a God who is all good and all powerful. In our day, as we become more and more secular, that is, as more and more people don't know their faith, maybe they grow up with it as a child, but they don't know it as an adult, and so it slips away from them. What can also slip away, and we see this with so many of our loved ones, is a belief in God in the face of suffering. And so many of our friends say to us, I'm an agnostic, I'm an atheist. And part of the reason why is this problem of pain. So I want to try to address that in relationship to Christ's response, which is the cross. And then um, at the end of that evening, we'll start our first day of the nine days of prayer for divine mercy, the novena of to the divine mercy. So the day before that, on Thursday, we'll be emailing you a link so that you can sign up for an email service to receive nine days of the novena for the divine mercy. The divine mercy takes about two minutes each day to pray. So you can gather with us on Good Friday and we'll start that together. If you can't make it, then pray that on your own. The next day is Holy Saturday, and we'll gather for a community prayer service at 9 a.m., and then later that evening at 8.30 p.m. in the darkness of our church for the Easter Vigil Mass. Now again, if you've never experienced the Easter Vigil Mass, it is the mother of all liturgies. It is a beautiful, beautiful liturgy. I highly encourage you, if you haven't experienced it, please come. And one of the things that we do is many who are among us who have been preparing to become Catholic will then come up and be received in the fullness and the embrace of our Catholic communion. Also, during that Mass, I want to address something else that plagues our society, especially for those people who struggle with belief. One of the things that people are coming to in our society as more and more people are not being grown up, not just spiritually, but even just religiously. They don't have the basis of religious knowledge that comes from the scriptures. So they get God wrong. And one of the things we're seeing more and more is getting the resurrection wrong. Many people have trouble with wrapping their intellects around the fact that a man could rise from the dead. And how to understand that scientifically, historically, or even logically is what I'm going to be addressing. And so if you've got family and friends who are struggling in these ways, please invite them to these liturgies. And we'll also be covering that message at all of the Christmas Masses on Easter. Easter will have three Masses, but they'll all be in the morning time, nothing in the evening. And it'll be 7.30 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11.30 a.m. And then finally, a week later, because remember, Easter is a season. It's 50 days, in fact. So the week later, John Paul II, when he was our Pope, designated it as Divine Mercy Sunday. And so after the liturgies in the afternoon, I think about 1 o'clock is when we'll gather again in the church for a Eucharistic Adoration Holy Hour. And during that time, we'll chant 
the Divine Mercy Chaplet. So that'll be our last day to, confin- to finish our nine days. And again, if you've never gone to Eucharistic adoration, especially the way that we do it here at St. Francis de Sales, which is the way that many churches are now doing it throughout the world, combining it with, with music throughout. It is a beautiful hour-long experience of worship. The Lord himself, the Son of God, saw the need to pull away from the world to reconnect with his Father. Do you also have that need?